You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Hello, hello. We are back. We are. A beautiful Sunday, but let me tell you, when the Mm -hmm. clouds go away, the cold. It, yeah, it is. You mean when the clouds come in, the cold? No, no, because the clouds insulate. When the clouds are gone in this clear sky, it's colder in the winter. Okay. You're welcome. Um, Also, the the sun shines through, so it like warms you up when you're in the sunlight. No, see. Okay. I will tell you right now. So this is Outspoken. If you didn't figure it out, the Outspoken Boys, we also have back in studio Grant Ogren, who we invited back, not only to talk about some things we want to talk about, but because he's a lot of fun to have in (laughs) studio. And we said we're going to bring him on at the beginning. Yes. This time and make him stay later. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) You know know how we like to do. Yeah. (laughs) Right? That's... (laughs) That's smart, I think. Well, and you're going to join us a little bit for, well, the whole time for Sex Talk with Dr. Yeah. Damon Jacobs. Damon Jacobs will yes, be back again. Awesome. That'll be good. Yeah, he has some good questions this week. Yeah. We we compiled them up and uh, sent them over, and he's excited about them, and I'm excited to hear what he has to say. Always fun. We have the full first hour to talk to him this time. We had to rush him the last time, and so he's excited to have more time. We're excited to have more time and uh, and to talk about that stuff. But hey, let's do a check-in. Gentlemen, let's do it. Okay, uh, I want to talk to you oh, this God. week. We're gonna, we're just gonna start, <laughs> so start right off. You have a lot to talk to us. There was about. a lot that happened, and yeah. I feel like it's been longer than a week, but I guess it hasn't been. We all know. I believe I said it that a week before last, I did my appointment to get on prep because we had recently gone and had our HIV test at San right. Spokane AIDS Network, and that went great. Um, well, then. They helped me get in touch with a doctor who prescribes PrEP here in Spokane, and I went to that doctor's appointment. Here's the thing. And I will say it was a big... It was interesting. I'm going to say that. Um, PrEP, we've talked about it many, many, many times over the last year and a half with lots of amazing doctors and and people that that educate about it. I think it's a responsible decision for any sexually active single gay man or any Mm -hmm. sexually active gay man at all. So it was a choice I made for myself. So here's the thing. So I don't know. I get the call, and I'm like, well, you can go in now. Like, it was like two days later, which I you know, I don't expect to get a doctor's appointment that quick anywhere. Yeah. I already had, I have enough trouble finding a primary in this town, and everybody's full. But anyway, so I'm like, oh, that's exciting. But no one gives me any information. Right? Sure. I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm going into. I don't know, first of all, which is also smart, that I'm going to go have the whole panel of STD testing. That's fine. But I didn't know this. I yeah. like, and I mean, it's good. Yeah, sure. it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you should, but okay. here's the thing, you know, you like to mint, I'm a mental preparer, right? I like to be mentally prepared for okay. everything. I also don't realize that I'm going to a, te- a teaching place, like a teaching doctor's hospital or something. Uh, right. Okay. Which is also fine. But this is a, a very delicate, I believe subject for like, if it was hard for me, I just can't imagine people who are not as, crazy and outgoing as I am when it comes to this stuff. So I go in and there they bring in three other training doctors. Okay. Three other just <laughs> into my room. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And they're all and they're all staring at me and I'm like, oh hi. And of course they're like, so is it okay if we bring them? Well sure. What am I gonna say? Yeah, right. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> you need to all leave. So here's the thing. And of course I take 
the time to explain to them how I have studied prep for the last. I have yeah. a radio show. Did you know that? I have a radio show. You know, sounding all yeah. important. And so this is part of being irresponsible, all this thing. And then we get down to the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty is the fact is they're going to ask yeah. you a lot of personal questions. They are. Which, That's, hey, yeah. it's for your sexual health. what doctors health. do. But Hottie McDoctor is on the computer <laughs> yeah, over right. here. And let me tell you, like, blue eyes for days, just gorgeous. Um, obviously heterosexual because he is so uncomfortable. <laughs> but he, she's, so my main nurse practitioner is making him do the, the oh, questionnaire. wow. So he's standing up there and I'm sitting down and he is turning red. And he keeps apologizing to me. I am so sorry to ask you this. You know, and, and you feel right, like their question right. is like, so how far does your leg go back? <laughs> you know, they're just very, <laughs> it's just very hard. And so, and this is but the other best part. He's typing all of my, you know, clandestine answers yeah, into the computer right, right, right. while the other two are just staring at me. Oh. Just like I'm the most fascinating zoo creature they have ever been. <laughs> so it is, first of all, it was a two-hour appointment. In uh-huh. There. He's asking all these questions. He has to apologize every five seconds. And I'm like, you need to stop apologizing. Just whatever. We're going to do this. And then, so they're going to do all the, the tests. And <laughs> I know one of the tests that's coming. We do it. We talk about it on her all the time. Hashtag check your butt. Check right? your butt. Yeah. Not a big deal, but I'm thinking, oh, is this going to be like a... Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Is this going to be a whole There's thing? an audience. Yeah. yeah. And so what they say to me is, well, you know, there's two ways we can do this. You can go do it yourself in the restroom. I'm like, that sounds amazing. But you know what? You've been such a great patient to train on. Would you mind? Oh, my God. And I looked at her, and I'm like, (laughs) this is kind of where I draw the line. So so I'm going to be good. (laughs) I'm going to go to the restroom. Now, if he would like to follow me, that's fine. But the rest of you are banned. (laughs) (laughs) But we did it. Everything got in. You know, and I will say, my doctor was reluctant. Yeah. um, Because they ask you about your, you know, your sexual history. Um, and she felt like I had not had enough of a sexual history. And I told her I could work on that. Yeah, Aww. I can have, I can, I can have more. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I know, yeah. right? I'm like, I will do better. You wait till I yeah. come back. <laughs> but that brings up a question I have mentioned to you that I yes. mention a lot of times. Why is that the question with prep? Shouldn't it be based more based on your future sexual, mm-hmm. what, what do you, you plan on your doing, yeah, than on you your past? Do. Because mm-hmm. things change. And someone I was talking to, mentioned one of the side effects, quote unquote, of this drug is your feeling of invincibility. You're Mm -hmm. feeling like, oh, you know, you have more control Mm -hmm. of your sexual health. So you might be more uh, prone to be make a risky decision. That's true. So shouldn't that be more taken into account of what's going to come in the future than, you know what? I mean, that seems like a lot to some people, but no. So I don't want to put you on it. And, of course, they say, this is the other thing. We have no studies to tell us. You know, it's been out a few years Mm -hmm. to be used as prep. But the fact is, Truvada has been used for decades Decades. as part of HIV treatment. So you can't tell us there isn't studies about how it affects your kidneys. I'm on blood pressure medication. Listen, I get it. We always talk about how that can affect your kidneys and Mm -hmm. affect your liver function. So you go get the test. This is no different to me. No. So I just find it interesting that that's the because uh, she did say to me I don't know if I want to prescribe this for you and I just was very firm so I got the call a couple of days later saying I I called it in for you um, but yeah and I was like and like right right I understand we need to be very clear with ourselves about where we're at but that's where it's Damon we'll talk to him a little later he says all the time be honest with yourself about what you want mm-hmm. not about what you think you should want so if you say you want a relationship but really you just want to go hook up. Just be honest with yourself so you know. 
So I think, you know, right, I just find right, that interesting. Yeah. Plus, tell me, how you're sitting there, you're watching these three doe-eyed young doctors, and then you're a nurse practitioner over here. One of them's a hottie. Do you think I'm going to be completely honest? You know what I mean? I mean, maybe in private, but I'm not going to tell them everything. Huh, yeah. It's human nature to try to make yourself look at least a little better than you feel you will look <laughs> if you're not. Isn't it human nature? We all exaggerate. Thank yeah. you. Or or not, depending. Yeah, depending. I'm like trying to make myself sound like a priest when I'm in there. But <laughs> oh, wow. well, Jonathan, well, you have I to go in there of... and not sound like no, a priest to get prepped. I was honest. Priests don't get prepped. <laughs> you know that. You that's, know that. That's a t-shirt let's should. do it maybe, <laughs> they, should. Prep. maybe yeah. they should actually we, there's been many priests in the news i'm sure we <laughs> could get them on it anyways fascinating i've been on it a yeah. uh, a week as of tomorrow awesome i will tell you this um i had small problem with being nauseous the mm-hmm. first few days but the pharmacist had warned me about that but then that went away yeah. it was just um, your body getting used to it being in your exactly system. right right so you know and they were worried about um making sure that you always take it but whatever i have to take pills constantly yeah, exactly yeah. you're on blood right. pressure so right i'm gonna we're gonna have you i have kurt making hand signals let's have you bring your mic down close to your it bounce to your, back oh. up <laughs> no, i just <laughs> keep moving it just bounces right back anyway, up so like you know right hey <laughs> as it happens oh, i, mean, I miss you really days. can't help it <laughs> well oh, now you don't have oh, to I'm you're on prep so there exactly. you go <laughs> i love welcome. it i will say yeah. in co in you know coinciding with this everybody is calling me out yeah. The fact is, no, I didn't make it 30 days on my own. You didn't. <laughs> but I made it three weeks. Well, wow. that's not 30 days. No, it's not, not but I'm okay fine. with it. No. I'm good. Okay. Because first of all, I've, well, but I, I was monitoring and I didn't see you there for I three weeks. See? Oh, th- well, there you go. See? Yeah. <laughs> not really. But right? That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, go with it. Go <laughs> with it. You don't have enough time to monitor. No, this yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. No. <laughs> Who has time for that? <laughs> I will say that I will say um, one of our listeners, Josh, called me out. He found me on one of the apps. <laughs> sent me Jonathan. a message. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. But here's the thing. Here? Right? Thirty days is it? I is am it okay with it. I'm taking control. But I will say this: after a week, I have gone on two dates. I have. Good. Wow. Look I at doesn't. You. But I'm not sure I'm gonna go on anymore. No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. You what should. What is you with need to. dating? Yeah. First of all, guys, get your together. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Really? I'm high really? maintenance. I get Around it, here? but. Oh, right. Yes, right. So the whole time I have (laughs) such high hopes, and let me tell you, wow. Okay, let me stop you right there. High hopes. Why? You go in with just because I have no zero expectations. You go in there thinking it's going to be an elephant that's going to stroll through. You are going to have to like starve your way through entire dinner because the waiter is not going to be there. No. Not at all. They're going to ignore you. And then you're going to have to walk home because your car breaks down. Those right? are the expectations you, you go into with the get, date. If you even get to something later, wow. exactly. it's going to be one of those nightmare sex experiences. Exactly. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I didn't know that this was a yeah, fisting like, exercise. Oh. My bad. I'm leaving. <laughs> right. Exactly. You have to go in there thinking about these things. So then it's all true. dates are good. They, well, this is All it. dates I will be good. high expectations because four years I have been okay. staying out of the scene. Okay. Now I'm back in it, and let me uh, tell you, I'm like... Welcome to Spokane. Yeah, hi. <laughs> right. It is like, it is a war zone out there, and I'm just yeah. like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Thank you. Thank it's you. <laughs> I'm out. Um, anyway, so that was my check-in. Hey, oh, okay. Well, that's doing? good. That's great. That's awesome. What about you? I, I, you know, I'm thinking, I don't have anything at all exciting happening this week next week next that's week though wh- wh- why is that a lie you had a photo shoot oh my gosh i totally did, forgot about how, that yeah how do you miss this uh friday was it yeah friday it was friday uh 
we so we're doing I'm doing a project. You and Kurt are helping me out with that. Yes. Um it's going to be kind of I don't know how much I want to tell you about it, but it's it's going to be it's a fashion photo shoot. It's yeah. kind of a period piece that I'm working on. Yeah. Uh hopefully hopefully getting, you know, some contacts with uh out who we talked to yeah. uh just a few weeks ago. Uh hopefully get getting it out. Maybe maybe some other fashion magazines. We'll it's we'll shoot for GQ, maybe. but I don't know. Right. You I don't looked know. GQ, really GQ's good. Like, you also oh, had oh, two no. directors. Yes. <laughs> you were like Kurt would say something I'm like no. Yeah, and it, well, <laughs> it was great because there's just commentary from both sides. And uh, Kurt, as the photographer, the main photographer, would be like, well, that facial expression sucks. And then Jonathan's like, well, you shouldn't look like it's a high school, you know, senior picture. And I'm yes. like, I don't know what you guys want from me, but... <laughs> I can I'm, just visualize uh, the pose. Yes, right? I'm just like, well, because I know you don't me, want yeah, right. that. <laughs> Cross-eyed, like, hey. <laughs> It's a new photo. It's shoot. unique. Yeah. It's there. Well, and what's even more uh, fun is we're at a place where there's a winery and there's an yeah. event coming that right. we weren't aware of. So, so it's like you have through. 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It was fun, though. Yeah. No, so that was fun. It was fun. I, I'm looking forward to doing more of it. It's 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 a project that's going to last probably a few months. I'm going to have to write for it, take more photos. God, do it's such work. It's, I know. It's it's a lot of work. But, but it's but exciting. You good. Yeah, Thank you looked you. really good. And it's a it's we'll a photo see. shoot. We're no. going to be doing a few because there's, mm-hmm. it's going to take a while. It's going to take a bit. So, And this week project. we are going to Nat, Nat Geo. Geo. The Big Cats one. The Big Cats. Big Cats. I know. It's on Tuesday. It's, the I, it's at the IMB National Geographic Live. It's at 7.30. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a few of these a year. I think they have four this year. We loved and them last year. They were oh, so much fun. They were fun. so great. Great. So some person from Na- National Geographic comes in. They're the photographer, or, or the you know, or the scientist or behind the you know the National Geographic story, and they come in and they talk to you about their experiences. Um, you know how sea lions try to attack them and stuff like that. Right. It's it's great. It's great. We had a we had a blast when we were there. Um, <clears throat> so we're excited to go to this week's this week's uh, event. Yes, uh, Nat Geo is fun. something we definitely encourage everybody to support. We're mm-hmm. still one of only fourteen cities in the United States. Who were granted Nat Geo. Yes. Oh, so it's amazing. Yeah. It's a good And time. it is so fun. And we're nerds, so it's yeah. a lot of fun. And bring your kids. It's actually really good for kids. I, I mean think they so talk too. about, you know, how they're in the jungle, uh, how they hunt for the cats. I mean, not not like with guns hunt for the cats, but like to right. take a picture, you know, or a video. Right. Um, yeah. You know, they, they talk about their experience and it's it's really fascinating. I know. Really so I'm excited for us to go down there and you know you can always see the boys. Yeah. Somewhere in town. Yeah, we're. I could be on a horrible date, and you could spot me. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I give you a secret signal, it means come over and save me. Because right. What exactly. the, I'm going to well, be talking about? Wait, hold on. Okay. I'm just going to be screaming help. Oh. I'm just going to. I I have okay. This is perfect for you. I know. I know. Okay. I know. We need to move on pretty soon. But yes, this is perfect for you. There's an app called Gotta Go. Okay. You install. Well, we you I'm need to right. So. You need to install this because if you're in a bad date, you can set it up and it sends you notifications that are like, "Oh my god, my car broke down." But it's a fake robot. But it's like your friend is like, "My car broke down. Oh I need you to god. come right now. I'm also bleeding outside. You know, out of all my arteries. Please save me. Nine one one isn't available. You I know that kind that of thing. One. I could. And, <laughs> right. I could have used that this week a lot. Exactly. And so it's not like, oh, lame excuse. I have to go. It's like, right. no. Look, my friend is dying. I'm a bad person. Right. If I Look, stay here, there's proof right exactly. here. Exactly. So you are it's your escape. Person, it's your escape. So, so. <laughs> check, check gotta go out. <laughs> so here's the thing. So Grant, there was another reason we were bringing you on, and we're going to keep you here and talk about it. But before that, we might have a special guest. 
So, if you don't mind sticking around. Perfect. So, um, again, Grant Ogren, of course, is president of the board of the Spokane AIDS Network. We're thrilled to have him here. And we are all super fans of our favorite guest. I even got a message this morning saying this uh, listener's favorite segment is the Damon Jacobs segment. So, without further ado, we'll bring one of our favorite people, our sex doctor himself, Damon L. Jacobs, to Outspoken. Are you there, Damon? Hey, gentlemen. How you doing, boys? Amazing. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Oh, of course. Hey, I I loved getting the email this morning from a listener saying that. Like, I've been waiting. I love this segment. You know, we've had... Well, wait no longer. (laughs) Right. And we had a (laughs) wonderful... Your patience will be rewarded. (laughs) And this time we're keeping you around a little longer because we want to make sure we get full all the conversation we need to out of the five questions we're going to ask you today from listeners that's wonderful yeah wonderful well let's get started okay here's okay a, here's now who's here just so i know who's who's here on the call so who, we have we, we have of course sergey and i and i'm here then yeah grant ogren who is the president of the board of the spokane aids network is in studio as well good morning great hi grant how are you doing today wonderful grant thank good. you Okay, so question number one. Yeah. I, ha- I have recently jumped back into the dating scene after a four-year break, and it's a lot of fun. But I find that I want to keep meeting different guys and not even repeat a date with anyone. I know that eventually I want a relationship, but so many guys is just far too much fun. I have heard you say on this show that it's important to be honest about what we want. So maybe right now I just want to have a lot of fun. I just worry that maybe I'm starting a bad habit. Is there ever a point or behavior that is a sign I should take pause? Or am I just overthinking it? <laughs> well, okay. So for most of that question, I was like, so what's the problem? What's the problem? <laughs> sounds like someone who is very clear on what he wants. He's very clear on what brings him pleasure. He's very clear on how to get pleasure. Um, so I wasn't sure what the problem was. And then at the very end, when uh, you mentioned, he, he asked, I'm worried I may be starting a bad habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, my first sign is like, well, why are you smoking cigarettes? Are you <laughs> doing math? I mean, what is the bad habit? But I understand where he's coming from. Uh-huh. It sounds like he's concerned that by experiencing pleasure and sexual experiences with multiple partners, that he might be setting himself up for some adverse consequences in the future. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think he's going with this. Um, my read on that would be, you know, he gets, he's, he's in, he gets the integrity part. He, I think you've heard the show before where we've talked a lot about integrity and being very honest with your mm-hmm. partners. My concern for him is just, and it sounds like he's already doing this, don't leave people on. Don't claim you want a date. Don't claim you want a husband if you don't want a husband. Right. I think it's really healthy for sometimes in our life um, to go through what I, we call the slut phase. Mm-hmm. You know, be a slut. And I mm-hmm. say that as a term of endearment. I say that as a term of empowerment. Have fun. Own it. Be empowered right. by it. If you're HIV negative, consider using PrEP. If you're HIV positive, make sure you're seeing your doctor and taking meds. Right. But be honest. Take care of your body. Take care of your mind and spirit. And I don't see a problem. Do you guys? Well, I don't eat. I mean, I agree with this. I think it all comes down to what we've talked about many, many, many times on this show, which is that permission for the, the quote unquote slut phase. The, because uh-huh. we've put so much moralization on mm-hmm. it that you feel like, oh, but if I allow myself these desires, then. Well, I think shame has a big part in that because a lot of the times people 
can feel the shame of, oh, wait, you know, I'm I'm being way too promiscuous. Why right. am I doing so many things and not having a relationship or having sex way too often? So I think shame plays right. a big part in that. Way too often? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> like there has to be something wrong if you're enjoying too much right, sex right. with too many people. There is inevitably a painful consequence that must follow. And that's the reflection. I agree with you guys. The, the, the more morality of our society, of our community. You know, I think he's in a really great position to express his body, but then to also consider, since he's not looking for a husband, he's not looking for a primary partner, think about what it means to maybe build friendships and relationships with people, with other men and women who might be in his life longer. You know, a lot of us know that we have friends in our lives that sometimes last a lot longer than our boyfriends do. Mm -hmm. And this might be a good time for him to get involved in his community or volunteer or play sports or do something that's going to help him build peers and community versus a marriage or a primary relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think this guy is positioned in a great way to really enjoy his life in so many avenues. See, I, that's amazing. I think we need to start giving ourselves permission to, like you said, own, enjoy life, yeah. own our lives, no matter what it is we've chosen. But to uh, relationships mean different things. It doesn't have to be romantic relationship. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. marital relationship. It can be just good people in your life that you enjoy. Right. Right. And just think about who, over the long term, for a lot of us, who are the people that do stay in our lives year after year, decade after decade? It's generally our mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right? And if you can build that, then it sounds like you're going to have the best of all worlds. Right. True. Nice. Well, that, and, and, then, and I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be, if, I don't think having a lot of sex now is going to discourage you from having a relationship in the future if that is what you truly want to have. Sure, sure. Right. But as you guys said, there's so many different kind of relationships. There's long-term relationships. There's short-term relationships. The mm-hmm. only thing I recommend on the bottom of all of that, on the bottom line of all of that, is integrity. Have integrity with what you're doing and who you're doing it with. Right. That's a great, yeah. great answer. I think that's 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 amazing. And it's not like you can't, you know, decide that. Okay. Well, now I'm, I've, I've done this for two years. Now I want to. Serious yeah, there's relationship. no reason why. Yeah, it's not. It's not a permanent. It, you know, this is me forever. Yeah, why is it cut and dry? It's, yeah, it's it's an extremist view. That, it's that either is. all this or none. I agree. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's go on to question all right. number two. Next question. Um, my partner and I are having a happy relationship. I love spending time with him. He completes me, and I enjoy that. There is an issue though, but only a tiny one. He's very indecisive at the grocery store, and visits seem to take years. I can be a bit short-tempered and impatient with him about it. Any tips? I feel like I feel like this can be a problem with a lot of r- relationships. They always sure. have one little problem like that. Yeah. Hmm. Again, I'm like, well, this is kind of a simple one. If, oh, good. in my mind, as I'm hearing this, yeah. if this is truly the only problem you're having, and I'm not sure it is, <laughs> right. but let's just go with the question as, on the surface as it is. Okay. You've got a great relationship. Everything's working. You just can't go shopping together. Then there's a really easy solution to that. Don't go shopping together. Do everything else <laughs> together. Have great sex. Enjoy. Go on trips. It, it, but don't, you know, don't go shopping together. Simple. It may be something that you're just not compatible at. You might have different styles. You might have mm-hmm. different ways. You might have different relationships to money, to consumerism. And if this is the only problem you have, it's really easy to deal with. Now, oftentimes... As I'm sure you guys can imagine, something like this is sometimes a symptom of a larger problem in the relationship. And that larger problem can sometimes be some different values, different values around money, different values around time, different values around decision-making. Um, this might be pointing to 
some other differences in their relationship that can often be resolved and explored by communication and integrity and compassion and all those wonderful things we talk about all the time, about two people respecting that there might be some fundamental differences, there might be some different values, and that's okay. But if it's really just an issue of going shopping together, don't go shopping together. Right? <laughs> what are you going to say? Boy, if some of my past relationships had only just come down to we didn't like to shop together. <laughs> God, that would have been so easy. <laughs> but that it's, a, that it's a concern for this person. Right. It's legit that they, right. they would be concerned. So I hope they're listening right now. And, and maybe you're feeling a little less stressed about having pressure on grocery shopping trips. Just kick him to the curb on grocery day. Just be like, stay right. home. I got this. Right. And I would ask the, the person who wrote in, or asking this question, yeah. I, I'd be a little curious to know what, he's not using the word should, but I'd be curious to know what shoulds are present, if any. And when I say should, I mean rigid and inflexible beliefs or thoughts about ourselves, about others, about the world. This is how someone should be going shopping. This is how they should be picking groceries. This is how they should be paying for groceries. This is how they should be making, uh, making decisions. I, I'm not sure, but I'm sort of sensing from, this, from just what I'm hearing here is that there's some rigid and inflexible um, ideas here. And again, if that is the case, that's going to be part of other parts of the relationship that they might want to look at now mm-hmm. before it becomes a really big explosive issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I often talk about people getting couples therapy or getting help before there's a major explosion as opposed to after. Um, so if they're seeing some differences in values now, and this person has some rigid shoulds now, it might be good to work on them now while there's not a ton of resentment and anger and frustration. See, that's, a, that's actually wow, a very yeah. good idea. It's all preemptive strikes exactly. are always much better. Yeah. Do yeah. it before. Right. Well, you know, big, I, so right, this, yeah. I come from California, right? And, yeah. and I grew up in the seventies and eighties and there were all these earthquakes and in the Northridge quake in the nineties, you know, the freeway fell. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. after that, the scientists started looking at how do we support these building structures before there's an mm-hmm. earthquake, not after, because we know there's going to be an earthquake. It's either yeah. going to be one big one or it's going to be a bunch of little ones. Yeah. But regardless, right. There's going to be something that's going to compromise the integrity of the structure of the freeway pillars in the building. So what if we looked at them proactively? What if we took preemptive strikes to reinforce the pillars before there's a major earthquake, before there's a trauma? And I was in grad school at the time, and I thought, that's awesome. Why don't we do that with relationships? Why don't we look at couples and relationships and marriages in the same way? Think Mm -hmm. about repairing them and strengthening them before there's a major trauma, or before there's a series of little traumas. Exactly. So that we can be stronger and healthier in and with, if and when there's a conflict or a problem. Well, because we all know relationships, doesn't matter how amazing the two people are, relationships take work (laughs) sometimes. They just, you go through bumps, so it's always, Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds just like a no-brainer to be like, well, maybe we should just make sure we're as strong as we can be. Right. Yeah. Be prepared. Yeah, be prepared, like a good Boy Scout. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it can be a joyful work. I mean, you're right. It takes work. And mm-hmm. I think the work can be joyful. But if people wait until after there's a conflict or after there's a betrayal of some sort, then it's much, much harder to repair. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, you mentioned something in there. And so this will be like the little break between the, the next uh, few questions we have for you. But you mentioned, you know, some, and you mention it off and on. Sometimes it'd be nice to talk to these people so something we're hoping to do when we bring you back in the next month to be on the show is 
pick out some of these people and have them on the line with you so you can do more of this explorative. I think that'll be a yeah. fun, in-depth. I think so, too. Damon Jacobs goes in-depth yeah. with real, your questions. <laughs> On-air therapy. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Right? Because I'm excited because you bring up such good things. I want to be like, I need to ask them. Yeah. Like this, I want to know. <laughs> but, but anyways, okay. So let's go. Mm. Question number three. Grant, I feel like you should slide over here and you can ask number three. He's We've... We've made him go to the far side of the yep. table. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you can go ahead and ask number three. It's right there. Okay. It says, I have a picky boyfriend. He doesn't like most foods and is particular about a lot of other things. How can I please him and still explore new activities, foods, and experience? Okay. <laughs> if he's not willing to do any of those things. Ooh, Okay. You know, this reminds me uh, a bit about questions we've had on this show before about sexual pleasure. And mm-hmm. what if I like some things, but my partner doesn't want to do those things? Right. Uh, you know, here's the truth. Two different people in a long-term relationship are going to often have two different interests. And in our heterosexual counterparts, we don't usually frame that as a problem. Like, you know, the heteronormative idea is like, okay, a man and a woman get married, and maybe he likes to play sports and she doesn't, or maybe she likes to do volunteer work and he doesn't, or, you know, maybe he likes to go camping with his buddies and she doesn't want to go. And that's sort of stereotyped. But I'm just saying in the heterosexual world, we recognize that often two different people have two different interests that they might want to do separately, Mm -hmm. and that's generally okay. So one person might be a foodie. One person might want to go out and experiment with all these other restaurants, and really derive a lot of pleasure and joy from that. And the other person just may not get anything or not willing to do that. Okay. That's okay. I would say that doesn't necessarily reflect a deficit in this relationship or have to be a problem in this relationship. Um, with this, if, so, so if this was a caller we had or, or someone we were talking to, I would just explore, well, what about having some sort of agreement or arrangement or compromise where mm-hmm. there's, days or nights of the week where you get to go out and eat or explore anything you want and your partner will do whatever he needs to do to take care of himself and there's times you're together times you're not right would that be a problem right exactly now do you think that there's a threshold in a relationship where where you have to be honest and be like there's too many on this do not share list do you think there's a threshold well you know, also, uh, you know, key in this question, and I just, I'm realizing is, is the, the question he's really asking, how can I please him mm-hmm. and explore new activities? Mm-hmm. I say it's not your job to please him. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to please him, perhaps there's other ways. Perhaps there's times that you can be together, enjoy things together, perhaps going to the movies or, you know, doing yeah, things. Right. Or yeah. There's other ways to be present and engaged with each other where you're maybe pleasing each other, but I'd say, depending on the dynamics of the relationship, it is not your role to please him. One of the things that I have couples do is often go through an inventory of values. And it's like this five-page checklist where people list what's important to them and what's not. And things like experimenting with new foods is on there, Um, sexuality, religion, Mm -hmm. spirituality, camping, cooking, all these things are on there. So big things and little things. So the couples can get a general sense of, oh, where do we have compatible values, and where do we have different preferences? And, and it's not like there's a right or wrong way to do this. It's not like there has to be a right. lot in common. Right. There's a lot of couples who have very little in common who still are engaged and present and loving 
and really, really support each other as human beings. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's always necessary for couples to have a lot of similar interests in order to have a solid bond. It can certainly help, and it can certainly be nice that, you know, the person who you are spending all your time with is the same person you go food hopping with or watch the Super Bowl with or whatever. You know, I mean, I'm not... Look, I'm not into the Super Bowl other than the right. halftime show. I don't think Hallelujah. I could ever be engaged with watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't begrudge anybody right. who right. did. I wouldn't yeah. think that's a problem if sure. I had a partner who wanted to watch football every Sunday. I would just probably go do something else. Right. 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 So well, that, yeah. I don't think there's necessarily a timeline or, or a mathematical equation of, like, how many things do we have to share in sure. common in order to have a loving, supportive uh, durable, sustainable bond. Mm-hmm. I just think that what matters is, okay, fill in the blank here, I'm going to say the word, sure. integrity, right. communication, right. compassion, responsibility, and compromise. Well, I, I think if a lot of... you got those yeah. five aspects yeah. going and you're actively working on what I call those five pillars, <clears throat> you're probably good mm-hmm. to go. Mm-hmm. I th- and I think that's that's very key in a relationship. A lot of people, I feel, assume that you know, if you're in a relationship, it's 100 percent of the things you do, you do together. Yeah. So it's like we're we're attached to the hip. You know, we have right. to go everywhere together. But um, you know, li- listening to this, it's you know, it's it's I I like the comparison where you know the whole heterosexual counterparts they always do things. Well, not always. They can do things separately, comfortably. Like I I think about my parents, and all the time, you know, they're doing things on their own while still having a loving relationship. So it's interesting to me that, you know, we sometimes can't connect that and allow ourselves to be, you know, separated. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. And I think, do you think, so we talk a lot about on here about these great tools you do once you're in a relationship, like that great checklist idea and things like that. Do you think, sometimes I feel like, like when I'm dating, I accidentally fall into a relationship just because we happen to go on a good date. Do you think we don't, we're not very prepared when it comes to when we're looking to have a relationship. Because we don't do all those um, things that sound great. We just kind of now who who's let we, it Jonathan? Yeah, we, the real, <laughs> hey, I admit it. Me, every dating situation I've ever been on. But, you know, when it turns so, into that long-term relationship or into that, you know, yeah. very serious dating, none of that really has been taken into consideration. You kind of just go in and then hope. You know, so so walk me through it. So what happens? You go on a date so, and then, you know, and oh, well, that was a fun date. And then you for some reason, you just decide that you don't know enough about each other or what your compatibilities are. You just end up in a in a relationship with that person. And it's, it breaks up because it's like a year later. You're like, oh, that no, <laughs> that, did, that did not go well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just feel like all of your great tools. Maybe if I put them in effect a little earlier, that'd be great. You know, well, remember, I mean, the idea of dating, the, the, the theory of dating is that you get to know somebody. Right. And you find exactly. out over this process how compatible you are. Right. Um, there might be some deal breakers. You know, there might be. And I talk about this with couples. Mm-hmm. There can be deal breakers. Some people I know have religious deal breakers. They have sure, to yeah. date somebody of the same religion or else. Some people I know who are vegan. They'll only date people who are vegan. And that's it. So these are deal breakers they have. These are not good or bad. Right, but the only way they're going to know this or find out what those are, or find out if their dating, if, if their partner has the same values, is to get to know them and have conversations. Exactly. And and I happen to be of the belief system that if two people come together and have a bond and have a connection and find something that feels good about that, even if they don't stay together as a couple, that there's still right. something inherently healthy about that. 
Right. That there can still be something inherently positive about connecting with another person, even if it doesn't last, or even if you find out we're not compatible in a lot of different ways. Right. There exactly. still can be something to say about two people connecting, respecting one another, and then moving forward and using the tools they learn from that dating experience to maybe be wiser or more um, clear about what they're looking for in the next partner. See, I think that's amazing. I want to uh, remind everyone, if you have just tuned in, that you are listening to Outspoken on KYRS. And this is our very own sex doctor himself, uh, Damon L. Jacobs, author of the book Rational Relating, The Smart Way to Stay Sane in the Crazy World of Love. And we're asking him questions from you listeners out there. Uh, you get your own free sex advice from a guy that knows how to do this. So just wanted to remind you all what you're listening to. Let's move on to the next question. So this is, this is, let's see. I care about my partner, but I have trouble with some aspects of sex that I have never gotten over after our 15 years together. I hope this is okay to say on the air, he can swallow, I cannot. My friends, for the most part, do not understand why I have a problem with this. My partner seems to be okay, but I know, af- I know after when he attempts to kiss me, I make him brush his teeth and rinse his mouth out. Then, as you might expect, the moment is gone for both he and I. Do you have advice for me or something that I can do to keep things from just coming to an abrupt end every time? Okay, well, this is a great, great question, and I really appreciate the honesty and the detail that Mm -hmm. he's sharing with us so that we can all think about ways to support him. You know, when it comes to sexual uh, preferences, I'm I'm of two different mindsets, but they're not exclusive. One is that no one has to do something that they don't want to do sexually, and I'm against putting pressure on anyone to do something sexually that they don't want to do or they don't enjoy doing, um, that it's just, it's not there, and it's really not fair to ask somebody, or in some cases, use emotional blackmail to try to get someone to do something that they're not comfortable doing sexually. So I think that's an important boundary, and it's really important for all of us to know what those boundaries are and respect ourselves and our partners to tell them what those boundaries are. But at the same time, I encourage people to at least explore possibilities if they can do it, if they can get around it. I'm getting a sense that there's something about this act of oral sex. There's something about swallowing. There's something Mm -hmm. about semen that is freaking him out or disturbing him somewhat. And I think it could be of interest to find out what that is, what his relationship to the sexual act is, what his relationship to swallowing is. Um, Perhaps has he been through some sort of trauma or... Did he learn about sexuality in a way that made all of, that made oral sex sound disgusting or dirty or bad or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, but is there a way for him to work with that and learn from that so he could be open to possibly enjoying more pleasurable experiences? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a good to also know that sometimes even when we see things like this in our own issues or whatever uh, that we're going through, that it isn't always just that surface issue. There might be some things underneath it, like you said, that are, why is it that this particular act is so, you know, it could be just simple, you know, that I just don't like it. But, you know, it's always good to know that it maybe is not always just surface. Right. Right. Especially that there might be so much, like you said, things of interest below the surface where you might want to, figure it out or just, right. you know, know what's up. I had a partner, an, an ex-partner of mine who would get his feelings hurt. 
-hmm. If I did not swallow, Mm -hmm. if that was not, he would actually be, he would feel like it was a judgment on on him. And I had to learn to be very honest because it definitely was not... That was not my intention by any means, right, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's very important to kind of understand the, the the relationship dynamic around certain things that, that can cause those insecurities in others. Yeah, and in, in that case you just described, there's a huge assumption being made, mm-hmm. or what we say, a huge story being told. Yeah. So what, what your partner was saying is like, oh, you know, he won't swallow my human, so that mm-hmm. means fill in the blank. That means that I'm a bad person or he's a bad person or it sounds like there's a should that's implicit in that. Exactly. And that he's creating this meaning behind something that Mm -hmm. really wasn't accurate and then telling a story about it that resulted in the way he was feeling toward you. Exactly. Exactly. And this is not uncommon. This is not uncommon at all. And this is one of the problems that happens when we don't talk about sexuality Mm -hmm. in this frank detail with our partners and our loved ones. Exactly. Right. This is what can happen. We assume things. We make meaning out of things. We say this means something when it doesn't. And boy, have I seen a lot of relationships be damaged because of that. Yes, exactly. Completely. So how does, in that situation you described, where somebody makes that assumption or tells that story, but from the other side it's completely different, the reasoning and you know the assumptions on both sides are different, um, how does someone you know recognize that and you know work with that? How does someone change the assumption and level the playing fields, I suppose, is a good way of putting it. Well, I guess in, in, in that case, I would, mm-hmm. the person who was making the assumption, you know, say, mm-hmm. okay, what are you assuming here? What has right. your partner actually told you and what are you assuming? What are you, what's going on in your own mind that's not necessarily happening in his own mind? Right. You know, and a lot of times people have to, they're not aware that they're doing that. So, okay, my partner won't swallow. That means he's disgusted by me or, right. you know, whatever. Sure. Okay, let's just bring that to the surface and pay attention to that because that's not what's actually happening. Right, exactly. You know? mm-hmm. And, and in, in the case with the, our, the person who wrote in in this question, I'm not entirely certain what he wants. Like I, and maybe he's not certain what he wants, but I want to know, okay, so is this an experience you want to have? Do you want to be able to swallow, or do you want to be able to kiss your partner after he swallows? Mm-hmm. You know, some people love that. I happen to think that's a beautiful thing. I happen mm-hmm. to think swallowing and kissing afterwards is a beautiful, intimate experience. I love that. Yeah. But some people are pretty grossed out by that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's no right or wrong around that. Right. But I, I do want to know, like, does is that something he wants to be okay with? Is that something he wants to try to become more comfortable and feel good about. Is that an experience he wants to have pleasure with? Right. And if so, this is where we would start to ask about, you know, how he learned about sex, the messages he got early in life about sex, about Mm -hmm. gay sex, about semen, about semen exchange. You know, for those of us that grew up in a certain era, that was really just the idea of oral sex and anal sex was laden with this whole idea that if you have it, you're going to die. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm talking about growing up in the 80s and, mm-hmm. the, and during the trauma of AIDS. So yes. I don't know with this reader if that's an issue for him, if he associates semen with death. But for a lot of us, it did for a really long time. Yes. So, again, just to say what associations are coming up, what did you learn about oral sex? How did you learn about oral sex? And is this something where we can change the association, where we right. can change a negative association with oral sex is something that's really positive and loving and empowering. Right. 
So it's I guess the step one for for uh, this person who wrote in is to just be honest with themselves and to ask those questions, and that's their starting point. Yeah, I say ask the questions, and it's okay if the answer is no. It's right. totally okay if you ask all those questions and say no. I don't like it. I don't want it. I'm not going to do it. That's fine. That's yeah. your boundary. There's your integrity. Mm-hmm. But could you be open to experiencing this as pleasure? And would you want that? Right. Without it being a should, without it being a pressure, exactly. without it being, okay. you know, something okay. that means the relationship is good or bad. Right. right. Exactly. Without those judgments. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, the should list. The should list. I like that. There's okay. no shoulds, mm-hmm. and especially with sex and mm-hmm. pleasure. You yeah. can't should someone into enjoying something that they no. don't enjoy. You mm-hmm. can't should someone into feeling comfortable with something they're not comfortable with. Right. Exactly. It just doesn't work. Right. Exactly. That's, that's brilliant. Okay, next question. Moving on here. Uh, uh, this reader is writing, I think I'm in a stable relationship, but for years now, it seems my husband has, been giving, has given up on trying to make himself happy with his life. He has problems with drinking, and he has some physical problems that has made him give up on trying to work. When I get home after working 12-plus hours with two jobs, he wants all my time. Yet when I try to give him some days, he ignores me. Other days, he is so on top of me I cannot cope. I have suggested he find something to do, even if it does not make money, because I am sure he will never work again. Thoughts? Yeesh. Oh, now this is someone I'd love to get on the phone. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't we love to right? like, be able to kind of yes. talk with this person a little more, get a little more information yeah, here? Because there's a lot of um, meat in there. There's a lot. Right. There's a lot of information, but there's a lot of information we don't have. Yes, exactly. Um, about what's actually happening with the other partner on a um, physiological and emotional and psychiatric level. Like, mm-hmm. why can't he work and what's going on? There's just a lot. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like these two people who love each other um, and have been stable for each other are really going through some difficulty. And this is where I could speculate with you guys, but I totally think that it would be a better course of action for these two people to get some support yeah. uh, from a therapist or someone in their area who can really hear them both. Because I have a feeling if we ask the other guy what's going on, right. we would get a very different story. Exactly. And, you know, with, there may not be a lot of overlap. He might have a very, very different perspective on what is happening and what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that sometimes can be resolved through loving, stable, rational communication. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, this is a hard one, especially when, yeah, you're right, where you can tell there's like a, there's a book, the story is a yeah. whole book there's on here. Lot, and so we're, there's a lot of pieces that we... Mm-hmm. That we don't have. You can also feel that the person is in, in some turmoil mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And so hopefully, uh, if you're listening out there, it is what you said. You know, this is, you know, try to find some some support and some help, right? And a way to communicate with each other. I think, you know, I've le- if I've learned nothing, <laughs> I've learned communication is like way even more important than I ever thought it was. Uh, from yeah. our time with you, and I think, Aww. yeah, I think well, that's... And, and if he can't find it, or if his partner won't go with him, right. um, there's still things he can do. It, right. it, communication, as you said, yes, absolutely primary. In Rational Relating, and I'm not trying to plug my own book, but, but you can do get it. very cheap online, <laughs> but there's some really um, deep, concrete strategies about how to communicate with your primary partner using I statements, using I feel statements, using right. a lot of different tools that are less likely to produce a defensive shutdown, aggressive re- defensive reaction. 
Mm-hmm. So those jewels are in the book as well, as well as what I call the gift, the presence of presence. Give somebody the presence of being present. Right. Schedule a time where it's 30 minutes where you just, phones are off, computers are off, no digital technology, just two people face-to-face, eye contact, talking and listening to one another. That's becoming harder and harder to do in our society sure. with everybody's busy schedules. Oh, yeah. But it's so desperately needed in relationships, especially one like this where it sounds like there's a very solid connection Right. so much turmoil and misunderstanding that's going on. Right, right, yeah. Well, and that it's been, I mean, 15 years is nothing to scoff at. That's a long time. So the other hope is that there's, you know, 15 years can also pile up a lot if you hadn't communicated for the pre-15 years. So, I mean, yeah. it's definitely serious, I would say. It sure can. And this guy's working. I mean, again, I'm also sensing the person who's writing into us is working two jobs, right. working 12 hours a sure. day. He's exhausted. For mm-hmm. some reasons, we don't know for sure. The other partner's not working. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's an imbalance there. And mm-hmm. that's not, again, that's not insurmountable. Mm-hmm. That's, right. That can be there in relationships, but it sounds like it's an issue right now. Right, yeah. And yeah. that they, need, they both need some support dealing with that issue. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it sounds to me like uh, he mentioned a drinking problem. Sounds like that's also playing heavily into their relationship and all the trouble they're going through. So... Uh, what's what's some advice on that matter, you know, of of, of a drinking problem within a relationship? Um, again, that, that we don't really know what the problem is. Okay, and we don't sure. know how aware or insightful the other partner is okay. about there being a problem. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so, it, again, it's difficult to say. Uh, living with somebody who has an addiction issue where they're not willing or able to do anything about it, where there's consequences, such as unemployment, um, that can be a deal-breaker for a lot of folks. Yeah. You know, and a lot of folks have boundaries around that. Eventually, mm-hmm. it's like there's only so much I can do to support somebody who is actively abusing their body, mind, and soul, and there's only too much I'm going to enable before I'm going to set some boundaries. Right. So sometimes relationships come to a natural end because of that. And sometimes that's a really necessary step for both people. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's the case here. I would hope, because I'm an optimist, you know, I I would hope that these two people can find some common ground, some common values, Mm -hmm. and if one or both of them need to shape some of their behavior, that they can do so. But again, what we don't know here is why this other partner isn't working, how much drinking factored into that, or if drinking is a byproduct of the fact that he can't work anymore, and he's bored and depressed. Right. Boy, every... and And Go ahead. Oh, just a lot we don't know. Yeah. Exactly. There's all the whole. It's basically us making the assumptions now, which we have learned is not the not the best part. I will say every time we have talks on here, I think it's a good thing Damon went to school because the two of us could make assumptions all day, yeah, <laughs> and mess up a lot of people. So, oh, yeah. so armchair armchair psychology. We we suggest everyone out there who practices it has a licensed professional with them. Yes. <laughs> Or, they or at least that? on the phone. At least right. on the phone. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Oh, I want to make sure I remind everybody once again that we are talking to none other than Damon L. Jacobs. He is a sex and relationship therapist hailing out of New York. He is the author of two books I mentioned, Rational Relating, earlier. Uh, he also has Absolutely Shouldless, The Secret to Living the Stress-Free Life You Deserve. Um, I really think we just all need those on our bookshelves. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm serious. So order see, them in. 
you may feel bad about shamelessly plugging your books, but we don't. So thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll You're better at it than I am. Thank you. Now we have a few minutes left here, uh, just a little bit of time. I want to make sure that Grant, he's in studio, uh, that he has some time to uh, ask any questions, talk to you, see you know if anything, anything in the last few questions. We're gonna put uh, you on the to him. Yeah, I guess Grant. so. Grant, wow. go ahead. You're you're the special guest here. With our other special guest, the other special right. guest, right? <laughs> with the very special guest, right? Um, <laughs> thanks for putting me on the spot. Yeah. You're so now welcome. I get to that's think okay. About and it. if you don't have anything, I, I that's know. totally fine too. <laughs> um, I just, I have a, I mean, there's, there's a lot with, with those questions and a lot of, and a lot of unknowns. Um, I can relate to a lot of the topics. Um, I can relate to the relationship topics as well, as far as what Damon was talking about. Um, with alcoholism and ending a relationship mm-hmm. when it happens to be time because it's time for both of the people to acknowledge life and move on. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and there's times for that. Um, wow. Well, one of the things I can say is, so we know each other in this room. We've worked a lot together over the last, uh, over a year now. You, I know, I'm just going to say, I know you have a lot of esteem for uh, Damon Jacobs. Because of just, you were, you know, like we've said, you're the president of the board of the Spokane AIDS Network. I mean, you work with uh, a very, at times, disenfranchised community. So I know you have a lot of respect for Damon. Why, let's start there. Why, why are you so enamored with this? What, what about Damon's work is what inspires you? Um, the open and being honest, I... There's a lot you guys talked about and a lot that Damon commented on um, just around – God, it's hard to even put into words. Yeah. Um, I've w- – we talk about prep, and, mm-hmm. and Damon has a a, a group on Facebook mm-hmm. um, that I belong to that I answer – make comments to and those kind of things. And I've, and I've been on prep for about a year, just under a year. I hit a year in about 10 days. And – Wow. And – listening to Damon and asking questions and being part of that group has helped me change my life. Um, has made me, it, it has. And it's, it's a totally different aspect for me thinking about relationships, about thinking about sex, um, just being open and honest Mm -hmm. with, with what I want and who I want to be. Um, I was, I was married for many years and I have a almost 30 year old son I've been out for the last 18 years. I've I've had a few different lives in that time frame. Um, I've been quite a few different people in that time frame. And I feel now <clears throat> at almost 48, which is at the end of the month. Ooh, um, that's right. It's coming. Um, at, at 48, I feel like I'm the probably the best person that I've ever been in my life. Um, I feel like I'm the most complete, even though I'm single. I'm not relying on being complete. Mm-hmm. I'm being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I have wonderful friends. I have great people I work with in the community, at my work, with San, um, all the way around. I just feel – I feel like this last year has helped me get to this point in my life. That's Prior to that, I really didn't feel that way. I'd had ups mm-hmm. and downs with, with family. I'd had ups and downs with relationships. Um, and this last year has been really good. Um, sure, you're still de- everybody still gets Grant, depressed. That's so and- inspiring. It's so really wonderful to hear. And that prep has has helped 
to be part of that. Oh, huge, huge in helping well, me be you part and- of that. That's that's my side yeah. effect to me. Wow. And my side effect is that I feel – I don't feel invincible because I know better. Um, uh-huh. but, but I feel like I can – I can be involved with who I want to be involved with without stigma, without mm-hmm. worry, and I can open myself to that. And mm-hmm. I – honestly, I felt like I couldn't be that way before, and I right. felt bad about that. I wasn't I wasn't interested mm-hmm. in, in even thinking about um, not getting to know somebody, but getting right. towards a relationship with somebody that could have been positive. Right. Or that wasn't just like me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing that we were talking about, too, with with gay couples. They they seem to have this thing that they need to be alike. Yeah. I mean, straight couples aren't alike. I mean, like you talked about, right. some of the men like sports, some of the women like to knit. They do different right. things, and that's just part of life. Well, I think we've thrown that stigma onto ourselves. Right. Sure. Right. That that we expect we're going to be in a relationship. We're looking for somebody that's just like us. I don't right. want anybody just like me. Right. Because I know my own oh, neurosis I and I don't need theirs. I'm, there's the only room for one of me and exactly. it's better for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> there's just, just the one. Now, Damon, what's it like? I'm sure, you know, you travel the country. You, you uh, talk to a lot of different groups. And then, like I was telling you, we got that letter earlier uh, about the, how this is their favorite segment. What's it like to know that you touch people the way that you do? Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for, for saying that. And, Grant, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it, it's, I don't know. <laughs> you know I've, always been, I've always been a loudmouth. I've always had opinions. Mm-hmm. I've always yeah. had a loudmouth. I've always had a lot of opinions about health and serenity and joy and pleasure. And it's kind of been really interesting in the last year to actually know that some of what I've been talking about has been heard by other people. <laughs> so it's wonderful. It's really, really wonderful. And, and you know, this is, I think, uh, kind of gets into my beliefs about why we're here on this earth. And this is, you know, Sunday spiritual, but I, this is, I think we're here to help others and to make, to be connected in a way that helps us live our lives and shine brighter. And I think that's the human experience that no computer will ever replace because exactly. we can connect and we can touch and we can inspire each other to live our best lives mm-hmm. and to be our best selves in a way that it makes life very meaningful. So if there's a way that I'm getting to do that with a certain kind of platform at this point in my life, it's just profoundly uh, meaningful for me and, and incredibly validating to hear. Well, see, that's amazing. I'll tell you, from a group of loudmouths over here to you, sir, <laughs> hey. we, thank you, we thank you for always taking time to be with us. We look forward to it every month. Every and month. Uh, we hope we can give you as much uh enjoyment as, as you give to us and all of our listeners well thank you boys with a z i look forward to talking with you again in a, a few weeks wonderful well thank you sir you have a wonderful sunday great to talk to you damon all right you too <laughs> bye-bye 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 and that was sex and relationship therapist out of new york city damon l jacobs author of the books absolutely shouldless and rational relating we definitely encourage all of you to go you can get them on amazon.com uh so we will shamelessly plug him at any time. At any time. But we're going to take a break because we have a fun guest coming up. We do. Uh, we're going to be talking to the amazing, the always 
hilarious Ross Matthews. Right? I'm so you excited. might remember him from way back. He was 14 years with The Tonight Show as yes. Ross the Intern. Yeah, of course, he's on he's on E Entertainment Network. Mm-hmm. He always does the red carpets. They're doing yeah. the Oscars. Hello, and Ross. And he has Chelsea Hello, Ross. Lately, and he has his uh, morning show. He does. That's yeah. down there. So we're really excited because he's hilarious. He hails from Washington State himself. He does. Yeah. And um, we're very excited. He's going to be a lot of fun. Yay. Okay. So we are... We're going to take a quick song break before that. This is going to be uh, Sia, actually, off of her new album, House on Fire, because uh, I am obsessed with the song, so obviously all of you have to be as well. Um, here it is. Spoken is happy to welcome special guest Ross Matthews. Ross? Rouse. <laughs> that's, that's his new nickname right, for me. You know, we're, we, yeah, we're on a first name basis, Rouse. Yeah, so uh, welcoming Ross Matthews. He's going to talk to us a little bit about his career as an American television personality. Uh, he is, you know, Ross the intern on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, rather was, and since then has moved on to do many, many great things. So we welcome Ross Matthews. Ross, are you there? I'm here. Oh, hi. Ross Matthews sounds way more bush than Ross Matthews. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like it sounds a little French. I'm not going to lie. Raoul. sounds hot, whoever yeah. is. <laughs> now, before we begin, I have to start with something. This is Jonathan, and I'm dying right now because I've followed you forever. Um, but oh, I want to yeah. say, this is why I'm better than my co-hosts. I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> you and I share the same birthday. Oh, my God. September, September 24th. That's... What year were you born? No, you're younger, whatever. 1975. <laughs> but... It's the same day, and that is that just means we're awesome. Yeah, it really does. We have a pretty great birthday. You know, Catherine Zeta-Jones yes. and Barbara Walters and Michael Douglas are the day after us. See, so wow. We're like, we're, like, we're like even better than that. Exactly. So <laughs> that means uh, next year, you and I and all of them, let's just go have lunch together. We'll just do a birthday okay, lunch. Okay, totally in. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, now we can move on. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you know, this is this is a good way to start an interview is showing them how much better you are. I, I it love is. It. I, I love feel it. like it's a strong. Yeah. <laughs> so Ross, um, so many of us love you and have followed you for so long, um, and you're everywhere. It seems uh, you're doing everything there is to do on E. You're now on RuPaul's. Uh, last season, uh, we'll talk to you about if you're on this season. But let's start with, you were uh, intern and correspondent for The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, Ross the Intern, um, getting your start there. Talk to us a little bit about that experience. I mean, getting on that show, being the intern, what was all of that like? What was working with Jay Leno like? Um, how Well, it, it was a dream. Was you know, I've always yeah. wanted to be a talk show host sure. and like interview celebrities. So when I was in college, I got an internship working for free, you know, at the Tonight Show, and one day they just sort of said, like, he's funny, we should send him out, <laughs> and then I became a correspondent on that show, and I did it for 14 years, <gasps> uh, from 2001 until the end of the show, and yeah. I loved uh, every second of it. It was just so much fun and um, hilarious, and, you know, I really, it was all really true what was happening, you know, that they just plucked me from the back um, and gave me a shot, and so audiences really embraced me, and Every segment I did rated better than the last one, and then I became like a staple on the show. And then I, I tried to turn the, what people thought was like a little gimmick into a career because that's what I was yeah, just doing. Yeah. And and now I have, and, and I the you know everyone that's night show was so supportive, Jay included, so kind. 
and I'm still like best friends with all my producers there and, that's, and the writers. It's a real good family. That's amazing. Now, did you or the producers have any clue? You know, it's one thing to go, this guy's pretty funny. Let's put him on. And then another thing to have the response, like you said, that you had, did you have any clue that was going to happen? Um, yes and no. I mean, I always knew I was going to be doing this for a living. I mean, right. I, because let's be honest, the options are quite limited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other, other things I could do for a living. So I always knew it would be something like this. I wasn't smart enough to pay attention to the ratings or the minute by minute, you know, where they can track what's working, what's not. I was just happy to be there. And yeah. so, you know, I never really talked about ratings and they didn't really fill me in on them. I was just, <laughs> you know, thrilled that they were still calling for another segment. You know, I did that show for three or four years, you know, just making scale, segment, minimum payments until yeah. I finally got a contract with NBC. And it's not because I, I just was like not trying to negotiate. I was just so grateful. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I still work that way today. You know, I'm trying to be making a lot more money, but I'm just so freaking happy to be here. Yeah, right. Well, then it, it shows you're everywhere. You're freaking happy to be here. And you do everything. Is that is that key to being as successful as you are? Is uh, you know being involved with all these projects, with all the projects projects on E, uh, being on Days of Our Lives, being uh, a judge on RuPaul's? Is is that key to success? Well, you know, I think you have to have like you have to have your hand in a lot of cookie jars. Mm-hmm. I think you have to hustle. You know, I I like to work hard. I learned that from Jay Leno. He said, "Show up first, leave last." nice to everybody yeah, yeah. he works all the time and so i kind of do that as well you know i i do rupaul's drag race i do all the red carpets for e i host a daily talk show here in the states called hollywood day live right national we're on fox stations abc nbc cbs uh that's every day i do that i do my podcast straight talk with ross which is free on itunes if you want to download that it's like a gay dr laura um, <laughs> and I, I, I just think you know i have so many things to say so many opinions it's like put a microphone in front of my face put a camera there because yeah. i'm saying it whether the camera or the microphone is there or not you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right i mean i you can even watch videos of you making lasagna yeah, I do. I do my little talkie blogs. I put a new yes. one up just about every weekday on HelloRoss.com. It's sure. little videos of me in my life. That's what I do in my free time. I, You know, I, I like to look back at the end of the day and point at something and say, I made that. I created that. I contributed to the world. So... It's, I, seriously, like, your at life. At a certain point, I just need to shut up. <laughs> never, <laughs> no, never, never shut up. I will say, just listening to everything you do, I thought we were busy, but now I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, my favorite thing to do is watch TV with my dogs and my partner. That's my favorite. Aww. That's so amazing. Um, You're melting our gay little exactly. hearts. Exactly. Uh, speaking Aww. speaking of you and your partner Salvador, you, uh, I'm a big fan of House Hunters on HGTV. You and him were on an oh, episode yeah. of that. Um, so I I think that's hilarious and amazing. You you were looking for something practical with a pool close to downtown, and uh, your partner he's just all about the let's 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 live it big. Let's do the glamour. Um, how was how was yeah. that <laughs> uh, filming with well, you know, Salvador? House Salvador and I've been together for seven years. He yeah. knows me really well, and he always says I get burnt by the sun. Yeah. And what he means by that is I I find things really fascinating, and then I have because I, I you know people know who I am. I have access to these things, so I end up getting too close and then getting annoyed with it. So the the house hunter story is that I love the TV show. I always watched it, and we were buying a second house in Palm Springs, and we were you know in that process. Yeah. Yeah. And I said out loud one day, I said, oh, my God, I wish you could go on House Hunters. 
and my agent said, well, I represent them. And I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, we're taping like six shoot days, and it, it starts being less funny on day number six of shooting. <laughs> right. But I, once it was all done and it was out there for everyone to see, it was like I had crawled into my TV show, you know, one of my favorite TV shows. But I've gotten to do that in a lot of things. You know, I watch a lot of Food Network, and now I'm doing a ton yeah. of stuff on the Food Network. Right. And it really is like I get to crawl inside my TV. That is insane. You are like our our us couch potatoes ambassador to where we wish we could go. Uh, so. Yes. It's like a couch potato got wings. Yeah. <laughs> flew right into the TV. I love, I love that. You you also flew right into the TV with uh, RuPaul's uh, Drag Race. You and Carson Kressley last season, season uh, seven. How How is Mama Ru? How was working with her and the girls? Well, Ru's everything. You know, Ru's yeah. an icon. I, I was in college reading Ru's books, being in awe of Ru. Uh, you know, when I was on TV, I was the first of a kind. But sure. way before me, there was RuPaul, mm-hmm. you know, being this huge drag queen oh, yeah. in, a, in yeah. a time that wasn't very friendly to the LGBT community, being mm-hmm. very public. And so Ru was swimming upstream for sure. And so getting to meet Ru, and then I was a guest judge a couple times. Mm-hmm. And we had always sort of talked about, like, I wonder if we could make this work. But I, I had contracts with E and blah, 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 blah. And finally last season, we made it work where I could come on half the episodes and split the time with Carson Kressley. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a dream come true. You know, they just released the Queens for season eight. They did. And there's yes. been no announcement whether I'm coming back or not. So I can't tell you. Oh, oh no. Oh. Back, but I, it would make me very happy if I was. It oh, would make yes. everybody yeah. in America very happy it would. if you were. <laughs> well, 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 we're waiting for that reveal. Yeah. I want to rewind time because, you know, that's a lot of fun. You are actually from our neck of the woods up this way. Of course, we're on the opposite side, but you're from Mount Vernon. Is that correct? I'm from Mount Vernon, Washington, which is right under the border, in Washington State, right under the border of uh, British Columbia, uh, below Vancouver. I used to go to Vancouver to drink when I was younger. I used to... uh, have an antenna on my TV in my bedroom and only pick up Vancouver uh, TV stations. <laughs> so I know all about, like, when you eat your Smarties, you eat the red ones off. Yeah. And, um, a quarter pounder with processed cheese and all that. Sure, so I know sure. all the sure. Canadian commercials. That's amazing. Now, I, I think Jonathan and I have both been to Mount Vernon. By that, I mean we've driven through it. Right. Uh, how, how was growing yeah. up in, in that community uh, in terms of, you know, it's it's not a big city. It's not where you are now. It's it's a kind of a smaller town. What, a, what you know, as a as a gay kid, that's kind of got to be hard. Um, yes, um, yes and no. I mean, I had a really wonderful time with really like sure. phenomenal people. I was really lucky. Okay. And did I encounter like a lot of homophobia and uh, bullying? Absolutely. Yeah. But I was just sort of a little unfazed. You know, I have that. Yeah. My book is a bestseller. No big deal. It's called Man Up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the subtitle of the book is Tales of My Delusional Self-Confidence. Mm-hmm. I always just thought, why not me? You know, I always just sort of like was aerodynamic against uh, hatred uh, hatred and bigotry. I just like I just always washed off my back because I kind of always felt like, yeah. like, don't worry about it. I'll win in the long run. And so I just sort of was fine. And then I left... Um, when I, like 30 seconds after I graduated high school, I drove away in my Ford Tempo mm-hmm. and came down to Los Angeles. And I, I, I'm better for it. I, of course, it fit better down here. But yeah, I'll never yeah. 
throw shade towards Malvern and Washington. I had a great childhood. Gotcha. Well, Washington is amazing. Washington you know, we're is amazing. from we're from the drier side of the of Washington. We're over in the Spokane area, which is you know on the border of Idaho. I won't throw shade at Washington now. Idaho is another story. So, throw all so, of the shade. Uh, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> now you have this this delusional self confidence that you call. Uh, is there a key to that, or is that just you? Is that just bare bones, Ross Matthews, or is it something you wake up and think about and do every day and say, no, it's going to work out for me? Well, I think it's just my nature. You know, mm-hmm. I, I sort of, my, where I land, uh, my normal is a little higher than, than happy. You know, I just, I just, yeah. that's, that's my nature. <laughs> but I also am not uh, stupid. You know, I remember being younger and having the voice of a gay cartoon character and sort of like never having that my voice change and and thinking to myself like i could really i could really hate myself there's mm-hmm. you know it's a fork in the road you can either hate yourself or you can be all in and i just thought i'm all in you know i i happen to like me i'm i'm good to go and so that's really my go-to is that i'm i'm all in so it's my nature and it's also a, a very conscious decision do you get um these kids uh do you get these, you know, a lot of people will get interaction with, with young people trying to find their place. And we work a lot with gay youth, of course. Do you get a lot of them connecting with you, sending you letters? or Because or, there's a lot of inspiration that can be drawn from just, you know, the last sentence you said, to be honest. Do you have... Oh, yeah. I certainly, I certainly do. And I, and I love it. You know, I, I've always really connected with people. I, I was one of the early people to start doing video blogging and blogging. Right. Um, and social media, and I have a, a large following, and, and I connect and converse with these people every day, and I certainly get those kind of emails, and um, and a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want that, the pressure of that, I'm thrilled to have the pressure of that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I I think it's uh, an honor, you know, I, I think if people can, can sort of look at me and say, you know, if he can love himself, maybe I can love myself, um, that makes me proud. Definitely, definitely. Well, and that's kind of, I, I, that's amazing to hear, you know, that, that there are these kids out there that have someone to draw inspiration from, especially when you think back uh, on yourself as, hey, I was that kid once, you know, I needed that inspiration in a much harder time. Uh, you know, what, what's it like looking forward to you, for, for you in terms of the LGBT community? We've come so far already, you know, Supreme Court case just last June. What do you think is ahead of us as a challenge to tackle, and how do you think we tackle it as the entertainment community or just the LGBT community in general? Well, listen, you know, I think it, I, I hosted the GLAAD Awards in, uh, in L.A. last year and in New right. York this year. And in New York, I said uh, it's never been a better time than in 2015-16 mm-hmm. to be LGBT in the history of time. Yes, I said we are the closest we uh, have ever been to sitting at the cool kids table in the cafeteria. Uh, and then I said, screw that, we are the cool kids table in the cafeteria. <laughs> and I really mean that. Yeah. I've been speaking with the human rights campaign for over a decade, fighting for marriage equality, going from city to city to city to city. And uh, I was in a, a crappy hotel room in Tampa, Florida, when the Supreme Court uh, uh, made the, their decision. And it was so monumental. Yeah. And we shouldn't... A lot of people want to talk about how far we, we still need to go, you know, uh, but we shouldn't discount how far we have come. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this. There is much more work to do. Ted Cruz recently won the Iowa caucus. Yes. The day before he won the Iowa caucus, he had one of the Dutch dynasty a-holes stand mm-hmm. up for him 
and introduce him. And that guy said, marriage equality is evil, and we need to rid the country of them, talking about gay people. Yeah. And he won. He yeah. won the Republican caucus. Yeah. So there are a lot of people who are against us out there, and the progress that we have made is at risk if we don't continue the progress. You know what I mean? It's not an indefinite indefinite thing. It can be taken away. Exactly. So we got to keep the fight going hard. Look at Houston. It can be rolled back. You know, it can all those rights that it they can, had got, are, it can be there taken. There are people trying. You yes. know, a, a lot of them have accepted it. A lot of people who are scared of, of marriage equality now that we have it are like, oh, I guess, you know, I guess hell didn't freeze over and right. humans yeah. didn't come out. <laughs> you know, we've kind of moved on. But there are people uh, fighting to, uh, to repeal the court decision. So that's why we can't let up. Exactly. We can't let up. Got to keep the smile and keep the fight keep all the in fight. one. Now, Absolutely. what do you think? Uh, yeah. As an entertainer, you're out there in Hollywood. You know, there's this question that happens a lot um, out there saying, do you have a responsibility as an entertainer in Hollywood if you're a gay individual to stand up? Or, you know, there was that big controversy of what did or didn't Matt Damon say, you know, so, or should, you know, where is the balance and what, what do you think? If you're a gay entertainer, obviously you've taken, made the choice to be active and proactive. Do you think it's a responsibility if you are uh, of that level of celebrity? Uh, no, I just think it's your nature or it's not. You mm-hmm. know, listen, whether I had a platform of a million whatever social media followers and a TV show and a podcast, or I was in my living room coming home from my job at the mall. Right. I've done both. I've done both those jobs. And in both those situations, I shared my opinion loudly. It didn't matter whether I was on a celebrity or whether I was the guy that worked at the mall. Some people just have that in their nature to share their opinion. Some don't. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to hold everyone to the same standard. You know, just hold yourself to whoever you are. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's a great message. Now, Ross... Uh, Two questions for you. First of all, what do you have coming up uh, that we can see that is good for listeners, that is good for your fans, uh, that want more of Ross? What do you have coming up in terms of you know TV, uh, maybe film, another book, more podcasts? Well, listen, you can watch me every day on Hollywood Today Live. Yes. Uh, if it doesn't, right now we air in 50% of the country, and new stations growing all the time. We just added a station in Tennessee this week. And we just announced that we are on Hulu now, so it, you can get us uh, where, where you live or wherever. You can find us on Hulu every day. Yay! Also, the podcast is called uh, Straight Every Weekday. Yeah, where we are live every weekday. Um, and then, uh, and we just had guests like Chris Jenner, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rev Run, Russell Simmons, Kelly Osbourne. We get big guests. It's fun. And then the podcast is called Straight Talk with Ross, and that's released every week on iTunes for free. And you can find more of that at straighttalkwithross.com. And then, who knows, maybe I'll write another book. I don't know. Oh, and then, of course, uh, Red Carpet. We're doing the Grammys coming up, and then the Oscars. Those are coming up on E. Yay. Those are my favorite part of entertainment, the award shows. Uh, Me too. I live for it. Live for it. Live. Now, of course, as we wrap up here, uh, lots of our viewers and listeners are younger people. They are the LGBT youth. What would you say to them, to the people that want to be, you know, just like you, entertainers, or openly gay, or, you know, are looking forward to a long-term relationship? What advice and what things can you tell them to say, hey, you know what, you might be in a bad place right now, uh, but it gets better? Well, I would say that, the, you know, the different parts are the best part. 
the things that make you unique can make you stand out, uh, and they can make the entire difference. You know, if I would have tried to dumb down what makes me different, I promise you I would not be in the position in life that I am now. That's what I talk about in the book Man Up. I define Man Up as celebrating what makes you unique. I think so many people hate what makes them different, and if you embrace it, it can change your life. And and that, that applies to work, it applies to relationships, it applies to your path in the world. Just whatever you are, whoever you are, be at 100%, and you'll be amazed how life will open up. I really believe that. I'm going to have to listen to, like, to this interview like every morning. Because it's the perfect oh, positive oh, affirmation. That's so cute. I, that's well, cute. I have to tell well, you. I, I, I truly believe it. And I have to tell you, and it's very obvious that, that you do when you speak of it. And I am inspired by this fact that you made, you talked about the fork in the road. And you decided I, it's not a half thing. It's mm-hmm. I'm going to accept all of me from here on forward. And what a beautiful, yeah. you know beautiful inspiration that really is now ross we well, have I think, I think you can let me say i think you can do that every day too you know what i mean i like for example i struggle yeah. with my weight on the days the months the years when i am high i still make the choice to love myself mm-hmm. as as is a work in progress you know what i mean i can always do better but i, I, gotta, I gotta be all in with me right and my I, my phrase is always i'm just gonna try to be better than the man i was yesterday that's my only my okay. only thing right so I'll anyway, that. I, that <laughs> I thank you for your stamp of approval, um, Ross. We have one yeah, thing we love. wondered. We wondered if you would do for us before we let you go. We ask our our favorite celebrities who are on to do this little thing where we say, "Hi, I'm," and then you say your name, uh, and you're listening to Outspoken. Would you do that for us? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Yep. We're ready. Hi, it's me, Ross Matthews, and you're listening to Outspoken. That's amazing. This has been more than an honor to talk to you. It's really exciting to actually have you on the phone. I will tell you, I have a bunch of coworkers that are very jealous at this moment. Mm -hmm. They've been watching your videos all week. uh, Tell them all I said hi. We definitely will. Yes. Thank you so much for taking time uh, out of your day and talking to us. Like like Jonathan said, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Uh, And we we freaking love you. There you go. That's how we'll end that. We freaking love you. Thank you so much. Keep up. Thank you so much. Keep working hard, you guys. We will. Thank thank you. You You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And that was the incomparable Ross Matthews. You probably fell in love with him when he was Ross the intern on the Jay Leno show. And uh, he's gone on to big, bigger and better things. Huge things. You can catch him on, like he said, uh, his own podcast. He has a morning TV show in Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, just lots of places. And you can catch his book, Man Up. Also, lots of inspiring things from that man. Yeah. As well. Love him, love him, love him. Okay, we're going to take a really quick song break here, and then uh, we're going to come back and talk more about things here with <laughs> us on Outspoken. Things and stuff. Things and stuff. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is. Outspoken. Thank you. What a crazy, I, I forgot. No, I'm kidding. What a crazy <laughs> show. Before we move on, we yeah. do want to thank all of the people who support us because we love them so much. We do. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken receives support from the Mediterranean Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine, 
featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients. Serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116. Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. So there's all our lovely, lovely people. Uh, Feel free if you want to support us. We never say no. So this has been a packed show. We never say no. I think my dating from this this week is it's seeping into my... To my commentary. Yep. Never say no. <laughs> well, you know, it depends. Whatever works. Right, I know. Remember, Dr. Damon gave us all permission to have our slut face. And I say go. It's good. Anyway, it. so we had on, uh, like we said, Damon Jacobs. He's, he is the sex doctor for Outspoken. Um, live from New York to talk to us about your questions. Remember, you can send your questions in. You have a month now. He comes on every month. Uh, to send your question to producer at hotmesssunday.com. You can remain anonymous, or if you would like to talk to Damon live on the air after mm-hmm. you send us your questions and you get, you know, and you're one of the people we pick, we can make that happen for we you. Can. We can. We can give you an in. invite to the studio if you'd like to. You can meet the boys. It's a fun place. A fu- it, it, Grant say. loves it. I do love it. I'll say, just ask Grant. He's, yeah. he's been here. He's here. Well, twice this year, but more in the past. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And, and more to come. And, and more, to, more come. to come. And speaking of, you're in studio. There's an important event that we want to talk about that's coming up. There is. Yeah, so what are we going to talk about? My birthday. Oh, no. Yes. Sorry. Wrong, wrong event. <laughs> well, same <laughs> event. Right. But <laughs> I mean, you got a fancy deal for your birthday. I do. I'm having a big party. You are. Everyone's invited. It's I'm catered. just catered. <laughs> yeah, it's catered. We have live TV. It is. Uh, right. The Oscars live TV. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. You can dress up even. I wow. Know. No, it's so the us. Red Ribbon Gala, which is on February 28th at Overbluff Cellar in the historic Washington Cracker Building, mm-hmm. um, which is downtown Spokane, 304 West Pacific. I yes. don't know why I know that address by heart by now. Hey, um, <laughs> that's good. It's very trendy in there. It it's is. Like, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. A, it's a fun look. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sergey was mentioning, it's like the best Oscar viewing party in town. Exactly. Because there's going to be, we're going to have the, the telecast going on, correct? 18th annual, so we've been doing this for 18 years. Oh, we've been at the Davenport, we've been out at the casino, and this is new for us. So, And th- there's a, a silent auction. Yes, silent and live. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of silent au- auction items. We have some Hollywood items. We had a lot of fun last year during the live part of the auction. <laughs> we <laughs> up there trying to get people to... More money. More money. More money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you feel like people you... outbidding themselves. Right. I know. Oh, wait. That was my mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was for the drag makeover for yes, you. Yes, it was right. for the yeah. drag makeover, which we haven't seen yet. So you uh, might want to stay you know, tuned for that. Yes. You know how drag queens are. I know. They're always, they're, they're always late. They're always late. They're on drag Years time. late. <laughs> Years late. In drag time, this is actually like only the week yeah. after the actual Well, event. when did you invite the drag queens to this event? In June or July? Because if, if it was July, they'll be late. You know. They, <laughs> they're always late. You didn't give them. Yes. Wait, let's be honest. I love I, them, but they're late. I right. was going to say, I love our drag community, but they were late last year. That's <laughs> They were. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, and 
you know what? We're going to stop right there. We're not going <laughs> to hey, talk I about love... how late they were last right. time to any of our events. No, I love them. <laughs> They're awesome. It's just that we're up on stage so I can see everyone. Exactly. I and know if you're late. And like you said, we're hosting it again this year, and that's going to be very so excited. fun. And so are we. As, and Exactly. And what... Are um what are some of the big prizes this year? I know la- if you have any. I know last year there was uh, a trip, there was a, a right. an airline ticket for two. And I wouldn't say the um, prizes as much as yeah. you better bid on them. Yeah, you yes. better bid on them. We need lots of money. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we we have the airline tickets again this year. Awesome. So, awesome. Um, we'll have uh, two tickets. Right. Um, on American Airlines, I yep. think that's who the nice. vendor is this year. Um, we have a trip to Mexico. It's oh, awesome. um, six nights, seven days. Wow! Um, nice. Just outside of Cabo mm-hmm. at a resort. Um, we have we have those are the two main yeah. um, live items. We have a few others, and then we're actually raffling off um, Spokane Party Trolley. Oh, I love them! So Yay. they have donated a custom ride through town. That's oh. awesome! Um, nice little bar hopping adventure. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we're it actually going to raffle that one off instead of doing that as a live auction. Gotcha. I think we can get a yeah. better, make it a little more yeah. exciting for people. Yeah. Absolutely, so. yeah, yeah. And then there's so there's the raffle, the silent auction, and then there's the live auction. Are you guys doing the wine event this time, where it's a wine raffle, or not? we are, we you are, we're Perfect. doing we're doing a wine raffle. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten dollars for a ticket. Your bottle of wine can range anywhere from probably five to ten dollars up to 50 or right. even more nice. we've got some that are in their 70 70 nice. 80 dollar range bottle wow. wines um, which we've had donated which is great if you've got wine you want to donate we'll take right? that too yeah yeah um, do it see that's amazing we had a lot of fun last year we've yes. been shooting the promos obviously so kurt is going to release right now um the second promo that we had i put it on my facebook page but kurt's been waiting for us to announce second promo is out second he will put promo. it on our Facebook page right now. There are more because we had too much fun. Yeah, um, we we yeah. actually did. did. You get them all filmed already? We, we have, have one, one left. Okay, one left. Yeah, the next one's really. I mean, I love them all, but the next one's really funny. The next one's going to be a hoot. and it's a little different. We do we get bloopers? Filmed again? it next you one. You do, do on the next because I like yeah. the bloopers on the first one. <laughs> that was so much fun. Yeah, Sergey made the best faux pas. <laughs> the best. That the, we just the, the breast. The breast, the breast faux, faux, pas. faux pas. The breast faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yes. We, we don't have a blooper for this one because we were too perfect on right. this one, so well, we just nailed me. it too hard. Wait, well, we'll start over with Ooh. that. So. Yeah. See? Back up. <laughs> <laughs> the dating theme is just yeah, running just right, right through. through. Sex talk continues. Right. Um, yeah, and it was a lot of fun. So this one comes out now. Next week, you will see on this coming Sunday, we will release the following one. But talking about changing venues, the next one talks about that. Actually, but we talk about how Sans just hit. Every once in a while, you got to change it up. You, you know? do, you do, yeah. and it's. I mean, it's it's time. It's time to change up the event. We mm-hmm. changed it up a little bit last year, going to a cocktail party theme. Yes, um, yes. all black and white. Um, it was it was different because it was less money that way too, so we could get a few more people in the door. Mm. So we've maintained that price point of eighty five dollars a ticket um, instead of one hundred and twenty five, which it had been for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so dropping that price down, going more to a cocktail party. This year we're yeah. kind of pushing color, though. You're right. We okay. want people to come in powder blue tuxes and no, right. I'm kidding, not um, black blue. But, well, maybe the 1970s but something, happened. Something yeah. bright and and don't just concentrate on black and white. So okay. right, exactly. We have lots of surprises this year. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm excited. We have a special appearance towards <gasps> the beginning that Ooh. that we're not announcing. 
really? much other than that. Lady Gaga's coming. Oh, I, I love it. Hey, remember, I don't have to say it. Don't say it. anymore. No, <laughs> I had the dream that Gaga and I were best friends. Remember, that's I told right. You about Was that, that dream? the same? You know, okay, yeah. My totally. son's grandmother's name is Gaga, so she See? can be your best friend. And when I was really? little, oh. my brother couldn't say my name, and he called me Gaga. There you when go. I was for years, so foreshadowing your own best wow. friend. Yeah, I think it's like, that's what my dad said about me. I don't think that's good. <laughs> it's okay, son. You're your own best friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> Go oh, play on your I'm own. Sorry. That's sad. That <laughs> he did so it because sad. he named me Jonathan David, and they're both because my dad was a minister, and they're both names in the Bible, and they were best friends in the Bible. So yeah. My dad was always like, "You can be your own best friend." I'm like, "That's the lamest thing <laughs> ever." Wow. <laughs> Religious Please don't give me a complex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm my only friend. Oh, my only no. friend. No, sad. I'm amazing. I don't know if you. Well, know yeah, that, that's true. Hashtag Jonathan. Still your only friend, though. Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. I really, I really want to stay on this topic because it's fascinating. Thank to me. you. <laughs> uh, Thank you for that. Okay. No, but we're excited. Like Grant said, it's February twenty eighth, Sunday. It's Oscar night, so it um, is Oscar You know, night. if you're gay, it's our Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mark and your also calendars. My birthday, and it's, it's also, also Grant's, Grant's birthday. birthday. I'm excited that. for that. So that's why Gaga's coming. Yeah. So <laughs> no, but come on down. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Watch for those promos. They're fun to do, but. Bring your wallet, bring your checkbook. Yes. And then it's all for a great cause. All proceeds go to benefit the Spokane AIDS Network, an amazing community organization mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. need to uh, continue to support. Yes. I think. Because you all, awesome. we said this last time you were on, but you've all been here over 20 years now. Over 25. So I think, yeah. it's, See? I think it's about 30, maybe. That's amazing. I have to look back, but I think it is 30. I think we started in 85. Oh, wow. That, yeah, 85. So we're on like on 31. <gasps> wow. Crazy. So a long time. We've. We've been through a lot, and we've and you're still here. We're still here, yeah. and mm-hmm. and there is still an epidemic here. Yeah, yeah. People seem to forget that that HIV and AIDS are still very prevalent still. in our mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. and they're not gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you There's know, Jay ways Inslee, to manage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Governor Inslee wouldn't have made a proclamation about get, you know ending AIDS eradicating yeah, yeah. Uh, AIDS across the state. But mm-hmm. to do that, we have to stay vigilant. Yes, yeah. we have to do. We have to talk about things like prep, and we have to uh, do those e- exactly. And we have to go out and support yes. organizations like Spokane AIDS I Network, know. which is you know key in ending AIDS twenty twenty. Exactly, I'm exactly. excited. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a very fun show. I feel like you said we're still here. I feel like we need to do that old Broadway song. You don't probably remember, but it's called "We're Still Here." Good times and bad times. I've seen them all, and my dear, I'm still here. So I'll be pulling that out. Grant, are you aware of this? I'll no. be. No. Okay, no. so you I, I again w- are your that was friend that was <laughs> during, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> that was during my straight phase. So oh, was, oh, okay, right. there you go. Kidding, yeah. That's kidding. okay. Show up on February 28th. I'll do the number. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Can you please? <gasps> Ooh, we practice? Do it. Let's that do it. So much. I'll choreograph. Okay. I love it. Well, thank you, Grant. And I know you've been waiting for this segment, <laughs> as so many people do. I actually announced this on my page, but. Are you ready? Because mm-hmm. it's the time for the Outspoken Boys to give you your sports minute. Brought to you by the CCE Sports Network. We did, last week we did the Super Bowl is in San Francisco. Today, if you didn't know, starts at 3. Yep. Um, I am more excited that Gaga's doing the national anthem. You know that is really exciting. You know what I'm excited for because what? of the Super Bowl is that I can go to the gym today and no one will be there. Nobody, <laughs> I love that. Nobody fact. will be there. I no know I, I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah. and there you go. your odds that the other guys that are there are either like 
800 years old or gay are really good. That's true. I mean, that's true. That just balances out that playing field. <laughs> yeah, then I'm you're like, saying. I feel comfortable at the gym. <laughs> no. But let's talk, since it is, we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl, but we are going to talk about someone who's been to the Super Bowl. We want to talk about uh, coach of the Colts, was coach of the Colts mm-hmm. and the Buccaneers for quite a few years. Um, coach Tony Dungy was just inducted into the football Hall of Fame. A lot of gay fans are not quite sure this was a great idea because he is known to be very outspoken and extremely anti-gay. He's homophobic. Extremely. Yeah. As when you know when Michael Sam that whole thing happened, yeah. he yeah. made sure to make the statement and say there's no way I would have him on my team. Um so and he I mean and that's not all he's done. He's given money mm-hmm. to anti-gay organizations yep. because he, he says due to his religious beliefs um he believes that it's wrong to be gay. He is just, it's one thing to have, you know, this kind of belief system. He has gone above and beyond. He supports and, yeah. everyone else with this belief He's system. goes above and what's beyond and out of the way. What's so interesting to me is that he was the first African-American coach yeah. of an, the first African-American coach to win the Super Bowl. Yep. His team won uh, way the back Colts. when. Yep. The Colts. And now he's so outspoken against equality for same-sex couples and i already have a problem with people who used to be and still are in a lot of ways a minority and you know mistreated not standing up for equality of other people who are also a minority and mistreated case in point Mm african-american in the civil rights movement yes um so that's that's really strange to me um and of course the nfl like we talked about last year uh, last year last week um they are not standing up for same-sex rights. They're not standing up for LGBT equality because they keep doing things like this. They've had a bad record anyways. And so during the whole Michael Sam drafting thing, they tried a little bit to change their stance. They have tried to be more supportive of players coming out. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, it's not enough. And they do seem to be backsliding a little bit because basically what they said to people saying, listen, the track record in Houston for next year's uh, uh, the next year's Super Bowl, which you have it there, that city has no LGBT rights. So Zero. What do you say they took to, them away. What do you say to the gay fans who want to go and see the Super Bowl, but you have made sure it's in a city that mm-hmm. they are not protected? Exactly. Where they so, can reserve a hotel room and they will get kicked out if the hotel room says no. If, the if hotel, they say yeah. no. So here's the thing. We asked you last week, mm-hmm. is it legit for us to request that the NFL have that as yep. one of their criteria? Given we would not blink an eye if the Olympics told a country that because of their human rights record, we would not have the Olympics there. And yet we allow it in the NFL. This mm-hmm. is the same way. So what do you say? We like to ask you, the listener, questions all the time. What do you say? Tony Dungy has a good, has a great career. He has a great track record. Every year he, he coached the Colts. They ended up in the playoffs. And then, of course, like we said, they won a Super Bowl with him. He has a really good track record, but what do we say? Is that what it is? That all it should be put on? Part of me says I get it. His skill level—that's what sure, the sure, yeah. that's what the Hall of Fame is about. But at the same time, would you put Hitler in the Hall of Fame for yeah. something? I don't. And yes, yeah. that's extreme. But, but isn't yeah. that the question? There's a lot of fans up in arms. Listen, he is so anti anti gay and hateful. Mm-hmm. Where is that line? Where's the measuring stick? Where we have a right to say you need to look at this well, and where we don't. And here's the thing. Here's here's what I think is really important. Like you said, 
do we allow someone like that into the Hall of Fame? Because, yes, he has a great track record as a right. coach, as a sportsman, mm-hmm. as uh, you know, part of the NFL. But when it comes down to making your team and fans feel safe and supported and part of the NFL, he does not do that at all because right. he excludes an entire group. Yeah. And that's what, what, what breaks it for me. You can't be in the Hall of Fame if an entire group, based on one factor is going to be excluded from right. your team. Right. That's that. That's well, where it and stops. And I think you some know. great honor like the Hall of Fame, I think, has to take into account at some yeah. measure the human be right. behind right. the skills. I think, obviously, what you've accomplished and your skill set have a major part of mm-hmm. being chosen. Mm-hmm. But don't you have to, you know... Isn't it Not about the be- whole person? Exactly. exactly. Shouldn't it be because you're honoring them in such mm-hmm. a huge way? Shouldn't it be about the because I is it wouldn't it be awful you have someone in the Hall of Fame and you're there at the thing and everybody's uncomfortable and quiet because they're like, Oh, I hate this guy. Right. You know what I mean? You <laughs> wouldn't want that guy in. It yeah. should be a more full picture about that. Yeah. But like we do every week, we ask you, what do you think? Do you think it needs to be about more than just the skill set and the accomplishments? Should it be about the human being? I I like that. Right. So answer. There you go. Answer. Answer, answer right in the comments below. <laughs> uh, obviously, we love to hear from you, and so does the CCE Sports Network. Listen every week for more Sports Minutes from the most uh, well-spoken <laughs> boys about sports that you will never meet. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're welcome. There's your Sports Minute. I love it. Okay, let's take one more song break, and then when we come back, we'll wrap up real quick. Uh, this is a song actually by Charlie Puth, and you love Charlie Puth. I'm I love, love Charlie, Charlie Puth. Puth right? He really, yeah, Ooh, yeah, too. Grant. Love there him. he is. So I was he one downloaded right at the beginning exactly. when they first came out. Oh, first came first out. Couple Amazing. songs. So. Yeah, he released an album just last week, yes, so we're did. going to listen. He's and he has Very, a great voice, doesn't yes, he? Just wonderful. Wow, he can um, sing to me every morning in bed. Yeah. <laughs> He can. I oh, give you have permission. your alarm set to that, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Good point. Uh, love it. Love it. Okay. So this is going to be a song called One Call Away. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken. And that song was dedicated to Cole Gardner out there. Oh. Um, one Call Away. Okay. That just made my heart. You're like, welcome. Oh, yeah, that was little. sweet. Now I need to go take some insulin and balance out um, <laughs> <laughs> because I have jokes. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> nailed it because before we go we need to mention of course like yes. we do we are training for a 25 mile bike ride we are and it will support the tour de cure mm-hmm. which is the american diabetes association's big fundraiser they're doing it here in airway heights and you yes. are training us yes i am training you so last week we did the three days 30 minutes on medium. Your heart mm-hmm. rate was supposed to be at the 70 to 80% of your range. Yep. This week, we're still doing medium. We're pushing that to 45 minutes. 45 Whew. minutes, three days, medium. On. Make sure you break a sweat. Yes. Make sure you break a sweat. And the activity is riding mm-hmm. the bike like we've been doing. Exactly. And if, you, if you're not aware that uh, the heart rate range is supposed to be between 140 to uh, one one sixty for most right, of us, so right. just fall between there. You're good. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. So it's coming. Remember, every mm-hmm. uh, I think it's going to be in mm, probably a month. We'll start the outdoor training. Yes, as soon as but, it gets uh, warmer. Yeah, but get this part on. It's very exciting. This has been an amazing, fun show for us. I loved it. I know it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, we had uh, the sex doctor, Doctor 
Damon L. Jacobs, sex therapist and relationship therapist out of New York. He was on. We took your questions. We will continue to take your questions. Just keep sending them in. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had on Ross Matthews. We did. Hilarious. Uh, Love him. He's a lot of fun. And of course, Grant Ogren has stayed the whole time. Wow. It's been a lot of fun. Has it been good? Our main guest, Grant Ogren. We don't (sighs) ask people to stay the whole time very frequently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It doesn't happen. First of all, you don't know if they're going to fall asleep in the corner. (laughs) Second of all, well, you I did mean, have to wake me a couple times, <laughs> right? Yeah, just we do have to sort of like the person. <laughs> That's well, a lot of times, well, a a lot and I was still invited <laughs> to you stay. Were still yeah. here. <laughs> so this is fun, and you got to witness the sportsman. I do want to say we oh, have uh, yes. one. Mm-hmm. I love listening to all our fans. I love getting all the notes, and uh, Barb Sylvia is out there listening to the show today, making some great comments. She calls us out on everything. Yeah, one of them does. is. You girls are so sporty, Hitler yeah. in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, no more press for Tony Dungy, who we just talked about. He's a turd. So <laughs> I think it's 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 decided. He Unanimous. is a turd. I hate Unanimous. It. Unanimous. And turd. if Barb says it, I'm, you better get behind that. Exactly. She will turd. kick your rear end, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. So anyways, it's a lot of fun to hear from you all. all the time, yes. So. so stay tuned for us. Uh, for the rest of February, we have some great shows coming up. We, we have do. Davey Wavy. Davey Wavy's coming Davey on. Wavy. I'm excited. Go watch all his videos. videos. They'll... Mm-hmm. They, uh, can raise your blood pressure. They oh, yeah. can and raise other things inside <laughs> yes. of you. It's yes. fine. It's fine. <laughs> he used to be an underwear him. model, still is slash. Um, yes, yes. It's great. So lots of fun people coming on uh, this month. So always tune in for more great guests on Outspoken. Outspoken.